Corner Andrew Show podcast. Good morning, my many friends. I'm Garner Andrews Show studio usher, Teddy Peterson. Say, it was on this day in 1876 that Alexander Graham Bell made the world's first phone call. He called his assistant and said, Hey, what are you, uh, what are you wearing? (laughs) No silence. Silence, I see. For can't you see we're trying to do a show here? Here comes another steaming pant load of Gunner Andrews show on the Sonic. Gas to go from Sonic 129. Your Jewish move or power move? You got time? It's like asking a surgeon if he has time to save a life. All right. Guys in Ikea takes out one of those little golf pencils and a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Writes down his name, his address, and his phone number, and he folds it up in a check. Goes and takes one of the people building an exhibit somewhere else. Well somewhere else being like just behind him and he stuffs it in their front chest pocket because they had one of those and says i want all this in my apartment you can make it happen right (laughs) walks away wow that is (laughs) oh if it was at um i mean if he did that at ethan allen or maybe cotswood or even a restoration hardware then maybe it's a power move but they're not really it's you're, you're buying and there's nothing wrong with ikea but if, when you have a house full of ikea furniture it doesn't exactly scream yeah i'm at the top of my game <laughs> i understand so, you're gonna have to fight against this one hey uh, this is a little douchey yeah and now that i think about it in the back of my it's douchey anywhere anywhere you tuck money into somebody's pocket and tell them to make things happen <laughs> that's uh that's you kind of elevating yourself to a different playing surface and looking down on everybody else make it happen yeah <laughs> anyway what's your first name uh jeff jeff have a good one you too guys no problem it's time for music news you can use with bryce kelly It's Monday, March 10th, and here's what's up. This is going to be pretty awesome, but there are rumors out there that Nine Inch Nails and Soundgarden are going to team up for a co-headlining tour this summer. Of course, both those bands just celebrated the 20th anniversary of both Downward Spiral and Super Unknown this past weekend. Sonic! U2 have revealed that their new album is not going to be coming out anytime soon. In fact, the album and the world tour have both been pushed back until sometime in 2015. U2 says they need more time in studio to polish off what they've been working on over the last several months. And the Killers have been announced as one of the performers for the upcoming NCAA March Madness tournament. They're going to be performing alongside Fun and Bruce Springsteen during the Final Four, which is going to happen around April 5th. That does it for another edition of Music News You Can Use on Sonic. Sonic 1029. Hey, Garner, how are you doing this morning? Good. Good. Um, you've probably heard about this probably a lot before, but I would like to know what it's like back in Saskatchewan where you know you had to wake up all the time and you never had to worry about daylight savings time. What was it like when you didn't have that mental that mental overhead? looming well, over you twice here? It, it's, it's weird because this time around, over the past three or four days leading up to the time change. I can't believe the hype in the media about how come Monday after the time change, it was going to be like the walking dead. 
You know, zombies everywhere. There was so much talk about it. I've never really been affected by it. And is it media hype? Uh, I, I don't know. I think that they're just as sick of it as everyone else is, though. I mean, is there any way to actually change that? Do you ever think that that's going to be a reality? Does anybody even want it to change? Does anybody even like it? It does seem a little unnecessary, doesn't it? Well... Yes, I don't like it when I just lose an hour sometimes. I mean, it was on the weekend, so it didn't count that much. Well, it always is on the weekend, but the the theory is is that, oh, no, you get it back in the fall. So, I guess if you die before the fall, then maybe you're being robbed of an hour. But if you're still around come fall, you're going to get that hour back. Uh, I wish... I wish I could say something a little more dynamic and make the conversation go on, but I really got nothing better to say other than I just... I, I don't like it, and it's one of the most unnecessary things that I've ever... Sure. Yeah, I, just... I, I, I don't know whether, you know, I don't know whether we still need a time change twice a year. Do we really? Saskatchewan seems to function just fine. I think Saskatchewan did used to change time, but then they decided one day, they're like, nah, we're done. We're <laughs> done. But I'll have to ask the internet and find out more. But in the meantime, chin up, pal, chin up, Okay. All right. Okay. Man, we've all become so soft, so weak. All these experts on television. What you need to do is you need to start planning for the time change, and you need to start adjusting your bedtime by 15 minutes every day. Oh, shut up. It'll last three or four days. You might feel a little groggy for a few days, but we'll bounce back. The Garner Andrew Show to go. Good morning. Hello. How are you? Oh, good, good. How about you, you little ray of sunshine? <laughs> I'm actually a little annoyed at the conversation about daylight saving. Why? Well, it bothers me for two reasons. One, people seem to think that it's an arbitrary thing that we just do randomly twice a year and completely forget that the whole point of daylight savings is to conserve energy to reduce electricity bills by getting people who work nine to five jobs to work during the daylight when there's sun out so they don't have to turn on their office lights. And two, people only ever bitch about daylight savings, sorry, part of my language, people only ever complain about daylight savings during the springtime, but I don't ever hear anyone complain in the fall when they get to sleep in an hour or extra. Yeah. And that's, uh, I just got off the phone with another guy who said, it's not like you're being robbed of your hour. You'll, you'll get that hour back in the fall. And he said, yeah, it's not like the government took a bar of gold from you. <laughs> and you're never People going to see it. that bar of gold again. People act like that. Yeah. It just seems to me they just want to complain about something. Well, I, I think a lot of it is media hype, too. And the fact that every one of those TV talk shows where there's a, you know, they, they all sip coffee with two hands. Yeah. Uh, and they sit on stools now for some reason instead of behind a desk. They hyped the crap out of it. Like, a sleep expert will be on to tell you how you can, you know, they're parading out all these experts. And I'm doing experts with finger quotes in the air. And, and making this sound like more of a problem, more of an issue than it actually is. It was like time change again. It's most likely because they're running out of things to talk about. It's, That's exactly what it is. There's like, just, I don't know about you, but I haven't met too many people who get all up in arms about daylight saving. It's, it's an hour of our time. Honestly, I'm not a zombie. I'm perfectly fine. I didn't even notice it was daylight saving. My cell phone automatically switches the time and I'm none the wiser. Hmm. 
So yeah, I, I don't know. I think people just complain too much. The best part about it for me is that uh, my friends from Saskatchewan are no longer calling me at dinner time. Well, that's nice. Yeah, so I can see outside of this. It's the Sonic Podcast. Good morning, Garner. How's it going? Woo! Yeah, it's Monday. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm driving directly into the sun. Mm. Um, the reason I'm calling is I want to add a whole nother level to this talk of daylight savings time, if you're okay with it. Sure, sure. Let's take her up a notch. Let's bring out the conspiracy bag, shall we? Sure, why not? Um, actually, daylight savings time has no effect on energy saving at all. All the evidence that says that it is good for energy saving is you know, contradictory or it's not there. And if people actually read through it, they'll see that it's not founded by the experts. But what that does is it creates an extra hour in the evenings to um, encourage people to go out there and keep shopping in the evenings. So that's what you figure it's for? That's what I believe it's for. It's so that, or it's what I've been, several of us have discussed and I've been persuaded to believe. But you understand that, um, too that there hasn't been shopping till nine o'clock at night seven nights a week for the past 100 years whenever daylight saving time began you know that's uh, nighttime shopping is a relatively new thing mm-hmm. but when it's getting dark at four o'clock and people are working the field till it's just about dark so they're working the fields till the evening back in the day well yeah they needed that time to get to the market they wanted to have it be light out and that just carried over into modern day so you think daylight saving time is all about consumerism and less about consumption of fuel? Yes. <laughs> You're judging me. I can sense it. Well, no, no, no. I, uh, I'm not judging you. <laughs> I just sort of, I've never heard this argument before. I've, yeah, I've, it I've heard good to me too, but after we've had some, you know, high-end discussions about it, we've clearly established that the Freemasons are behind it all. Okay, no, that's a stretch. Okay, hang on a second. I don't need the Freemasons following me around again. The Modern Rock Tour. The Modern Rock Tour. Sonic Scott. The Modern Rock Tour with Garner Andrews and so much more. Can you guess what's behind the Modern Rock Tour? It's another week on the Sonic Rock Door, yet the failure is all too familiar. Miranda was on today, and she fell out of the boat of shame with her guess of sheepdogs feeling good. So on Tuesday, $2,032 could be yours. All you have to do is correctly identify that song and artist. Head over to Sonic1029.com, where we keep a list of all the previous guesses, and have posted an MP3 of the actual Rock Door, so you can listen to it all you want. Tune into the Garner Andrews Show week, 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 weekday mornings at eight twenty as the modern rock door jackpot grows. Sonic one hundred two nine. Oh, Sonic one hundred two nine. Modern rock. Solid conspiracy theory here in the hallways just moments ago. We're, Bryce, we're talking on the show about daylight saving time. Mm-hmm. That's right. A lot of people think that it's a government conspiracy. Yeah, they're trying to keep us down. Mm-hmm. Keep us less alert. Trying to keep you tired. Trying to steal our hours. Trying to keep you spending your money. Yeah. We had the guy on a few minutes ago who said, oh, no, it's not about consumption of fuel. It's about consumerism. Yeah. If it stays out late, if it stays light out later, you're out there spending money. That's right. <laughs> it's true. I don't want to say this person's name. I don't know if her dad listens to this show, but she just poked her head into the studio and said, speaking of conspiracies, my dad just got an iPad 
and he put a piece of tape over the camera because he thinks people can watch him. Yeah, he thinks Apple's spying on him. I've never heard that one before. Me neither, but I kind of like it. That is solid. I'm kind of buying into it. A lot of people are afraid of a lot of stuff. They are. And uh, they get really, really upset, too. Like, conspiracy theorists get angry when you sort of try and shake their little conspiracy tree a little bit and find out what falls out. I'll never forget a few years ago... One of the most angry phone calls that I ever received here on the show, which which may or may not have included a death threat, was when I was talking about 9-11 and how I just couldn't see how it could be something that the government orchestrated. Yeah, but the the people that believe that it was? Yeah. Yeah, there's no telling them otherwise. No, and I, I just said on the radio, I don't know how that could be because that would involve hundreds if not thousands of people in order to pull that off and this person was ready to drive down here and tear your pal garn a new one the same thing with like the moon landing Uh uh-huh well those moon landing people don't like it either what what are those things that come out of the back of planes chemtrails chemtrails yeah that's another big one chemtrail people are pretty angry too yeah yeah what's your conspiracy I just uh, was listening to your, your your little conspiracy theory talk there. Well, I, yeah, we got onto that topic. I, I've got a great one to float out there. This is not one that I personally, you know, ascribe to or defend. But uh, was a, I was working with a guy that was was utterly convinced that uh, fluoride in the water is uh, is used to subdue the population because it was first used by the Nazis in the concentration camps. Well, there are a lot of fluoride conspiracy theorists out there who think that it is, you know, the government keeps the fluoride in the water to kind of keep you docile, easy to manage. Yeah. There are a lot of believers in that one. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how those, like, can you, can you live a fluoride-free life, though? Like, is, are there ways around fluoride, or is it just going to be everywhere? Well, I'm, I'm fairly certain that... Uh You'd have some pretty bad teeth, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, fluoride's in the tap water. It's in heck. It's even in most of the the, the bottled purified water. Yeah, but I mean, you couldn't All even dental products have it. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to go to a restaurant because everything in the restaurant had would have come in contact with fluoride. Pretty much, yeah. Huh, interesting. So uh, if you're one of these people that believes the fluoride thing, by all means, climb aboard this runaway conspiracy theory train because I want to know how you live fluoride-free. Yeah, that's, like I said, it was one I, I encountered that I figured you'd get a kick out of. But mm-hmm. yeah, like just, just the, the concept of, oh, how do you avoid it? I guess the only way to avoid fluoride, move to Africa. I'm fairly certain I don't have it there. Sure. It's the Garner Andrews Show to go. Want to hear more stuff like this? Check out the Lane Mitchell Podcast. Available for free at Sonic1029.com. I'm just wondering if there's a specific car that you see every morning on your daily commute. Like a uh, like a commuting buddy. Yeah. You have no idea who it is. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Every day. <laughs> every single GD day. <laughs> I just wanted to say hi to mine because I really like his car. What is it? It's a, it's a first generation BMW 5 Series, like a late seventies, early eighties. Oh yeah, right after right after the two thousand two. Nice. I love the the BMW the two thousand two. I know that's one of your favorites. And that's not the year of the car. That's the model of yep. the car. And that's yep, the one sure. that Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day he just sold his on eBay. 
Yeah, that's how I knew you were a fan. Oh, okay, because I was talking about it. Yeah, because you're talking about it. Not because I'm a stalker or anything. It's weird, though, you're right, how you see the same car every single day. It's like the person keeps the exact same schedule as you, and you, you, you're driving behind them or beside them, and you're, you start... Di- I wonder if we could be friends. Yeah. <laughs> see, he drives the other way, so I only get oh. to see him for a quick sec. Hmm. My guy, I pull up behind a Ford Escape every single morning in the Tim Hortons drive-thru. This guy needs to go inside. He needs to take that super complicated order inside. And that's how I know he can't be my buddy. So you have a commuting enemy. I have a... <laughs> I have a commuting nemesis. See, now you just have to get out of the house five minutes early and then order 18 bagels. You know what's weird is I try that. I set my alarm <laughs> one minute earlier, one minute later. I adjust it. And for some reason, he's always there. I, he must wait at the end of my block and then just jump out in front of me and just to <laughs> me off. Probably. The Garner Andrews Show Podcast. Yeah. If you're looking for popular cars or whatever, like the most you see every, anywhere, look for Jeeps. Huh? Any kind of Jeep, doesn't matter what kind. But if you look for Jeeps, you'll see one three everywhere you look. Guaranteed. Okay. Oh, you're. So, oh, we were talking about commuting buddies, where you see the same oh, car. I thought. No, not necessarily. <laughs> we're talking about when you're driving to work in the morning and you you see the same car every day. Not the same car as yours, but you see, oh. you just see the same car and you start inventing, imagining this life. This person in the other car you see every day. You imagine their life and. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's probably not nearly as grand as what you'd imagine if you ever sat down and had a coffee with your commuting buddy. But anyway, are Jeeps the new punch buggy? You know how you used to do that when you were a kid where you... Uh, yeah, that'd be a good one for sure. Yeah, because you do see a lot of Jeeps, don't you? Yeah. How many of those Jeeps actually see any off-road adventure? What do you figure? I, um, I owned a Grand Cherokee and I experimented a lot with it. It was an older one, like a 99. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they romp, so I bought a new one. Yeah. What are you driving now? Uh, 13 uh, Wrangler, Sahara. Do you ever take her in the bush? Not yet, but I have a wife and her nice uh, friends have a CJ, an old CJ. So I asked if his husband would show me somewhere to go with it for sure. Did you did you ask him if uh, if you could go for a rip? Uh, no, yes, I totally love that one too. But I didn't pull that out on him. I got it on the guys at work, and um, well, a couple maybe of them. Uh, have you watched? And, uh, you've watched that video, right? Go for a rip. Oh yeah, yeah. Every uh, chance the uh, kids got a chance to show me, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I wish I could play that on the radio. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. Hey, what's your first name? Um, I'm Kevin, and the uh, Jeep conversation last night's why I went out too late and can't report to work today. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Have a good day today there, Kevin. All right, Keith. Okay. Uh, still not quite sure what that phone call was all about, but I'm glad that Kevin called. You've watched Out for a Rip, right? The video? It's That video has more F-bombs in it than The Wolf of Wall Street. I guarantee you, if you sat there with one of those little doorman clickers and counted them, more than the Wolf of Wall Street. I need to hear a little chunk of it, though. Go ahead. Just don't 
half. Okay. The Gas to Go podcast. Hey, so I got to weigh in on uh, the new punch buggy. I don't know. You just said it about the, the guy called in about Jeep. Well, you, um, you do see a lot of Jeeps. And is there a game where you punch your little brother in the shoulder and cause some bruising every time you see a Jeep? Well, I, I've, I don't punch my little brother anymore because... You know, I went to therapy about it. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't think the Jeeps are the common thing. I'm, maybe I'm a little bit biased because I own a Mazda 3, but I see Mazda 3s everywhere. Well, I think it's when you own a certain vehicle, you feel like you see that vehicle everywhere you go. It's like when you hate a song. Right. And then... I know. I, and I realize that, but I still, like, I'm trying to, like... You know, not be biased in my head, but I still see them like they're crazy everywhere. Mazda three. Anyway, well, I'll bet you there's more Jeeps on the road than Mazda threes. Oh, they redesigned it a little bit and they manned it up a little bit. You think and, so? Yeah, I do. And like the the last two years of of VW Beetle, I think that they're really great looking cars. <laughs> and I'm Hush. a man, and I'm comfortable with my masculinity. And I feel okay, like I'm comfortable saying that. And so I feel like I feel like they've done something purposeful. Well, the VW Beetle, they it's a little more squat now. It's not as yeah. it's not as meep meep as it used to be. It's chopped a little bit. It's a little blockier in shape. Not a whole lot. It still looks like a beetle, but I I guess maybe that's where the masculinity comes from. Yeah, like yeah. like I don't think I'd go out and buy one, but if somebody gave me one, I wouldn't turn around and sell it immediately. I would actually try this. Sure. Okay. This is almost like forbidden car lust. That car you're secretly in love with, but you'd never admit to your friends for fear of judgment and ridicule. Um, no, I don't think a Mazda 3 is the most popular car on the road. No, you see a ton of Jeeps out there. Everywhere you go, you see some guy in a Jeep with a mountain bike on the back. This is the Garner Andrews Show. To go. Like, get the hell out of here.